0: It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we hung out with Leah Dessau over Zoom video. Leah was born and raised in Tel Aviv, in Israel, and talks about how she got into music. Actually, moved to to New Jersey right after she was born so born in tel aviv moved to jersey stayed there till five and then moved back to tel aviv and still living there currently she said the only thing she remembers about living in jersey is uh the school she went to there was a park across the street and they would take the kids to the park and in in order to get the kids to the park they would like put them on leashes and i thought that was hilarious because i feel like america is the only spot that uh People put their children on leashes, and I did that when when my kid was younger, so I can't really talk bad about it. Anyway, she moves back to Tel Aviv at five, came from a very musical household. Her dad was actually in a very, very successful boy band in Israel. She talks about being out with, with her dad and people stopping him and getting pictures with him. And just bringing back this whole 90s nostalgia for people like, oh my gosh, when I was 14 years old, I, I loved your album or I loved seeing you. Or So it's really funny to hear her take on that entire thing. But she started singing at a very early age. At 14, she learned how to play guitar and started writing songs. She would lock herself in the music room at her school and just write and write and write. She actually has a tattoo of the key to the music room from her, from her school. At 15, she went to a writing camp in New York. We talk about that. And we talked about her debut EP, which she recorded during the initial lockdown. You can watch our interview with Leah on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringin' It Backwards. It'd be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringin' Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be awesome if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Leah DeSalle. How are you, Leah? I'm
1: okay. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. My name is Adam, and uh, this podcast is about you and your journey in music. That's cool. Sweet. Uh, I... First off, where were you born and raised?
1: Uh, I was born and raised in Tel Aviv in Israel. Okay. Uh, I was born here and then we moved to the States for a bit and then I came back when I was five.
0: Okay. Where where in the States did you live?
1: Uh, Hoboken. Okay. Jersey.
0: Yeah, Yeah. New Jersey. So you moved from uh, Tel Aviv to New Jersey for, you said uh, you moved back to Tel Aviv at five? Yeah. Do you even remember being in the States?
1: I do. I remember the leashes in kindergarten. They would take us on a leash to the park. I remember that. Very
0: <laughs> leash? Were you yeah. all leashed together, or was it like? Yeah, the, yeah. The my mom. When my of- mom
1: saw a kid on a leash in the supermarket, she told my dad, "Okay, we're moving back."
0: <laughs> is that right?
1: Uh, pretty oh, much, man. yeah.
0: Oh man, my son had a leash. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> he, uh, but he had no, a. Oh back- listen.
1: It's a different circumstance.
0: But he had a backpack. And then there was a yeah. leash attached because he's wild i mean he would have he would have ran away so uh the the leash <laughs> it is goofy i mean i just I, I think, remember
1: that I, I remember that very vividly and i remember dunkin donuts that's
0: dunkin that's donuts but so you were were you leashed together like if you're in prison or something like everyone in like, front of like you was leashed in had
1: like a like a like it was a, a really long strip and yeah our hands were and you're all like it.
0: shackled to it so it was just like a yeah. big like you're uh <laughs> convicts that's amazing to
1: the park. and the park was like uh like across the street from the school
0: did they uh, did they like unleash you and then let you guys go out yeah and they, yeah, yeah, and they was, come like, back gone. they're like okay line up and then they they shackled you all yeah. back together and across the street oh uh, that's pretty <laughs> funny um that is awesome yeah. okay so that that doesn't sound like a pleasant memory of the united states but oh, no, uh,
1: i mean it was just peculiar that's um, the
0: thing yeah that's a good word that's a good word to describe peculiar. <laughs> Okay, so then you moved back to Tel Aviv. Uh, I did see that you come from a, quite a musical household. Was your dad in a boy band?
1: Yes, he was. He That's was in,
0: amazing.
1: Yeah, it was a band called High Five. They were the only like boy band that ever was in Israel. He went because okay. he was bored. Like, he went to an audition. He was bored and he wanted like to make some extra money. And he went to an audition and he got in. And then... And w- was I that like the life run-
0: changing? I'm sure it think- was he touring and like, um, was it yeah, really like a big yeah, deal? They were
1: hugely successful. They That's were super so cool. Successful. Yeah. And we still like, when we walk down the street together, I see like women, you know, like my mom's age coming up to him and asking for photos and autographs.
0: Is that right? Wow. Yeah. I, I'm
1: usually the one taking the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. Can you take a picture of us? Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's yeah. funny. So you grew up like kind of in the public eye, so to speak.
1: Uh No, I mean, OK, so they broke up like the band before I was born. OK, and then we moved to the States. And then when we went, we came back like stuff like kind of quieted down a bit. But I yeah, I still like yeah, I remember a lot of times people like recognizing my dad and like I was sitting in a restaurant with him one time. And he was like, he counted down. He was like, three, two, one. And then, I don't know, I thought something was going to happen. Then a woman came up to him and she was like, could you bring me back to when I was 14 and take a picture with me? And I was like, yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah. you, never had a chance, you never had a chance to see him perform?
1: No, I didn't. I mean, but, he performed for us at the home. You know.
0: <laughs> okay. But what about, like, yeah. like, like is, there, is there footage of this? Uh, of oh, him? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I used to, when I was little, I would like watch their videos and think like, oh, they're going to be high six and I'm going to be the sixth member.
0: That's cool. So when you were in school, (laughs) I know we're kind of going off a tangent here, but it's just very fascinating to me um when you're in school and stuff like were your teachers like oh my gosh your dad is blah 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 like
1: i had i had a babysitter who was really like she used to be like a super fan and she gave us a huge binder of everything like she saved like newspaper clippings you know in the 90s so newspaper clippings and like posters and stuff yeah i mean it's really weird because when i was like younger people knew who i was talking about Uh and then there was period of time when I was like in middle school where no one knew and then now it's like vintage and retro, so everyone knows oh know? okay I
0: came back so, like, it, ma- it made yeah, a re-
1: yeah
0: oh man that's so funny. <laughs> well, totally was, funny obviously so you grew up in a musical household it sounds like and were what was the first instrument you learned and was it something that your your dad because uh, your mom's a dancer too right
1: she was yeah she actually danced with the band like she
0: oh she was a part of the band. band like a like a no, background she, dancer
1: um, me and my her and my dad they met in a dance club and oh. then they got together and then he wrote a song about her for the band. It's very um a song about her for the band and then she on, on like when they would perform that song, she would dance with him. They, it was like a number.
0: Oh, yeah. wow. What's that song?
1: I don't I don't remember the name. Really? But uh yeah. No, it was just uh the first like instrument stuff, I never I never played an instrument because I you know I was a singer that's that mm-hmm. was my thing, and then my dad would like bug me to play guitar and like to play an instrument and I didn't want to do it and then when it came from me and when I like I started wanting to write songs and I wanted to write them not just in my head, so then I I I tried like I started learning guitar.
0: Okay, what age was that?
1: When I was fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. Okay.
0: Prior to that were you uh, you said you were a singer, so did you do chorus choir or vocal lessons, any of that?
1: Um, well, I didn't really have that. I grew up in a democratic school, and it was like a lot of like free stuff and we didn't really have any like thing. I did hang out in the music room all the time. Like I didn't go to class. I was just in the music room, and that's how I started making music. I, I met Yonatan, uh, which is my music teacher. And I met him when I was in the first grade, I think. And I, I performed for the first time in the first grade. Uh, wow. In front of everyone, I sang The Climb by... No,
0: Miley, Miley Cyrus? Oh, <laughs> Hannah Montana. Okay, sure. Yeah,
1: I mean, to me, she was Hannah Montana, you know. Right. But uh, I sang that and, like, I would just play with him. And that's, like, the music room became my spot. I even got this tattoo, if you can see the key. Yeah, it's like
0: a key on a, so, like, uh, on like, carabiner a thing. Yeah.
1: So the key is to the music room in, in my school.
0: Is that yeah. right? How yeah. cool. That's such a cool tattoo. Um wow. Uh, so 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 going back you first of all you did the climb which is like an incredibly hard song to sing. It's like that's say- something they show on like American Idol all the time and then everyone's like eh, like you know that that's what a what a choice was that? um like tell me about that like were you just a huge I fan of hers and were like okay that's a hit i should go for it
1: i mean of course i was the the biggest fan like i adored her there was <laughs> this one music store on on a street in my like city that they had in display the acoustic purple guitar the Hannah Montana oh. guitar do you know what are talking about yeah I, yeah, I had more than anything and i didn't play guitar so i didn't get it and then like a couple couple months ago, I was like drunk with my friends and we were about to order it on Amazon, but I didn't do it again. Um, <laughs> oh, you did it?
0: Okay. I was going to say, but, that'd be so uh, epic if you ordered it and then you were like playing yeah. live with it. You should do oh, that.
1: I, I have to do that. I have to do that. What but was it I'm going not, on
0: like, eBay for? I wonder have, how much it is.
1: I think it was like maybe 50 bucks.
0: Oh, but it's not that, bad.
1: I mean, so, like it's a really shitty guitar though.
0: Right. That's true. Like, that is true. If it's only 50 bucks, then, it probably like, is shipping. garbage.
1: Yeah, and then shipping here is going to be, like, double that price. So
0: I wonder if I you could ha- get it and then just, like, have it totally revamped. So, like, essentially, you just have the body of it and, like, get a new yeah. neck. I mean, you could flip I it over and make it that. a lefty guitar. Yeah. Oh, there's I an idea.
1: Do <laughs> yeah, we'll do that on my tour. You um, should.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah.
1: So, wait, what were we talking
0: about? Oh, we are talking about how you sound that like guitar in the oh. store. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, I... So the, the reason I sang that song, I just, I really loved her and growing up, I didn't have a lot of friends and I would watch like Hannah Montana and see her and Lily, her friend. And I was like, oh my God, I need a friend like that, you know? And I had this whole like thing about Hannah Montana and how she was living like the ideal life. I was six, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then I went to see the movie with my mom and uh, we heard that song and I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna sing.
0: Okay, and you sang that one. Yeah. And did you get the bug? Like, I mean, to go up in front of your class and decide to do that was it like a talent show? or You're like, I'm gonna show up today, I'm gonna ask the teacher, and I'm gonna sing. So, man, I'm, I'm gonna sing um, in the climb.
1: So it was. It's a bit different here because we have something called the Kabbalah Shabbat, which is like Saturday is a huge day in like Israel and Judaism, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, finished, yeah, yeah. but thing. For sure. And so we we have this thing where people would like perform every. Friday like the end of at the end of the day in school and people would just like perform or like sing a song or Put on a like a skit or whatever And I just you know, I was talking to my music teacher and we said we should do it And then actually I found the video a while ago of me doing it and uh, oh,
0: there's foot yeah. There's uh, there's footage and of this. I'm
1: not that bad. I thought I would be way worse and I'm not that bad
0: You should put it up yeah. on YouTube
1: I, did, I put it on my Instagram for my birthday, but yeah, I should. You
0: did? How did I miss I, that? I only
1: put like the the good part, you
0: know. Oh, okay. But I, I need to go back and watch that. I, I was looking at your Instagram. Yeah. I didn't see that. Um, that's cool. That is so cool. So from there, when do you, you said 14 is you, you get the guitar. Is that what you said? And yeah. then like, when do you start writing songs? 14 as well?
1: 14. Yeah. I mean, I, the first thing I ever wrote was like a rap, um, about the seniors in my school set to the sound of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, that's awesome. Um, They were graduating and we made like a music video, like laughing at them. It was super bad. It was like one of the, if it ever comes out, I'll be like pissed because it's the worst (laughs) thing I ever did. Um, Okay. But that's like what I started writing. And then I realized I don't know how to write in Hebrew. Like I can write in it, but I can't really express myself. And then I started writing songs in English and yeah. And I just did that. And then. Yeah, I've been perfect. Doing that,
0: that ever since. So yeah. when you started writing songs in English, was that something that um, people like latched onto at all uh, or not really? Not as much. W- like, do you feel like song. you would have had more, would, do you feel like if you were writing in Hebrew, like maybe you would have had more people like as, like in the school be like, oh, that's so cool. Or was it like, w- like, I guess the English writing in English would have been a different, you know, avenue than just writing in yeah. Hebrew.
1: Well, I think no one really knew I was in school. I was just like performing covers and stuff and like in like uh, holidays and stuff and not mm-hmm. anything of my own. I think at the end of at the end of my junior year, I did an original song. I just remember that. That's really weird. Um But no, I, I wasn't I was just like writing for myself and I didn't really because I didn't think I was any good. And I wasn't then like I wasn't really doing anything good and then I went to New York when I was 15 for a month to like an arts camp thing mm-hmm. and uh and that's when like I really started like doing my music mine you know because up until then I was just singing covers and stuff and then I was like in a room every day writing songs in front and singing them in front of people so that's when it really like started for me I think mm-hmm
0: what was it like, like, did you hear about this camp? Like, how did you find out about something that was happening in, in New York and, um, and have that opportunity?
1: Well, my friend, she went to sleepaway camp and I was, like, really, I never went, like, to sleepovers and I never slept outside of my house. I really, like, I, you know, I was in, like, Girl Scouts and then mm-hmm. we had a sleepaway, like, trip thing and like, my dad came and picked me up. Like, I couldn't do those things. And then my friend went to like a sleepaway camp in israel and she talked about how great it was and how like she was meeting new people and stuff and i thought i should do that but for my music
0: Mm -hmm. and i just
1: like looked around and researched and found this place it was called Sokapa, and it was just a bunch of like arts it's in uh it was in like manhattan and i just went
0: yeah that must have been a big Uh, obviously big thing especially since you were not one to to sleep away and now you're in a whole different country are your parents with you
1: for a month by myself when i'm oh my
0: gosh what was that like overwhelming
1: it was overwhelming at first but because like i didn't have like much friends back home and i didn't like i thought people just don't like me and then going there and everyone was like nice and they Mm -hmm. liked me i was like have making friends and stuff And I was just like, oh my God, this is how I need to live, you know? And I was Mm -hmm. just, I was like flourishing there, really. And then I moved, I came back home and I moved schools because I was like, I can't stay in somewhere that sees me like the way I was. Because I was in the same school since like coming back to Israel until junior year. Mm -hmm. So I was with, with people from the beginning that saw me as someone and then I wasn't that someone anymore. But I didn't get a chance to show that because, you know, people have a first impression on you and like pretty much that's it sometimes.
0: Right. You got to kind of come back and have this new, more confident identity of yourself and present that to, to a whole group of new people. Was it hard to come into a school in in your junior year or no?
1: I actually came in my senior year.
0: Senior year. Wow. So the last year of class, you decided to go to a whole new school.
1: And it was, it was difficult um, because I wasn't really like, you know, because I was a senior. So no one was really like, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a senior. No one really cares about getting to know new people or stuff. And then halfway through the school year, COVID happened. So like.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So you were in high school and the COVID hit?
1: I was in high school. I graduated in 2020
0: okay graduating, wow
1: graduating,
0: yeah. i was gonna say for most people that would have. i mean ever for everyone it was a bummer obviously but i mean go i guess if you're going from a school that you didn't like to a new school like probably graduating or walking or whatever you know uh yeah happens when you finish school via i'm sure zoom or something probably wasn't oh, so that big of a deal that, that's not yeah
1: so we don't have that here we don't have like a huge uh, like a
0: graduation okay
1: so it was just this the school I moved to was like more focused on like the final exams and getting them done and then like just for people who don't really like school, which uh-huh. was fun for me because I was like <laughs> yeah. using it using the spare time I had because I you know, you just come to class to so the mm-hmm. classes you need to go to and then you like in the school was on the beach, so I would mm-hmm. just go to the beach all the time. Um, but I actually COVID was a good thing for me in, in that time because I was just at home and I would do like Zoom lessons in the morning, but then I had the whole day to just make my music and focus on that and find my sound and my, my ways and, you know, Mm -hmm. everything. Wow. And it was, it was good. Like the first few months were really productive for me.
0: So you were able to write some, and then you put out some music then as well like your original songs didn't come out until 2020, correct?
1: Yeah. My first song actually came out, uh, today, last year. Oh, wow. Um, 2021 i think okay
0: that's so cool and that was something you had written in 2020
1: yeah it was something i have like my whole ep was written during the first like lockdown
0: okay
1: uh zoom sessions with producers all over the world and stuff and that's yeah so it was all written then but it just it's been coming out ever since
0: sure sure I, I do know, and I don't know if this is still the case, but in Israel, you are kind of, or not you, you, but you, uh, people are forced, not, f- I guess this is the, <laughs> the phrases oh, no, you are, you're invited, you're invited to join their military, right? You have to.
1: Uh, yeah. You and is that
0: to. something that you had to do? I mean, it sounds like you were graduating from high school or was.
1: I, I didn't go actually to the military. I had, uh, I was like allowed not to go. Oh, um, yeah uh yeah <laughs> i mean okay no listen. no No.
0: yeah you have to go right for two, at least two years or one year and Except so for
1: girls it's two and a half years for guys it's three
0: okay because yeah. i've spoken to a handful of other artists from from tel aviv and and oh, really? some some of them have had the opportunity to have music as their you know service oh, yeah yeah, so, yeah I,
1: know. And, I know people like that that's not the case for me i didn't okay. go uh, i've known from a very young age that i didn't want to go uh-huh.
0: uh, so there are yeah. ways around it if you if you yeah. know how to kind of do it okay cool i was just curious um because it sounds like you're right around that age so you would have to do yeah,
1: that I so most of my friends are in the army right now
0: oh my gosh okay um so you're writing songs you put out your first song what was it like putting something out and uh how is it received? Like, were you worried about how people are going to hear it or feel about it or anything like that?
1: Of course, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I was very nervous because, yeah, because putting out a song that you wrote and that you sing is something so intimate and so personal, and putting it out for everyone to hear is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily for me, like the first song, "Man Boy," that was the first song I put out a year ago today, <laughs> mm-hmm. was like just i shot the video with all of my friends and we had like a huge party to like celebrate it coming out and my whole debut and things so it was like a really soft like like um what's it called landing
0: yeah launch or whatever
1: yeah yeah yeah. so it was just like easy to like to come out with all this music surrounded by family and friends which was the way i I, like recorded my whole ep was just because. I was supposed to go to Los Angeles to make the music and to do all this stuff. But then because of COVID, I stayed home and I was just, you know, in, in like parks with my friends and going to the beach and hanging out with my family at home and making all this music and recording it in my parents' closet. Really? Yeah. Just putting up my mic and in their closet. Uh, So it was just a very, like, I think the music came out way more authentic than it would if I was in a different you know country and just you know i just i did it at home
0: wow so all everything on the record is done at your house
1: yeah except for one song one song was recorded um the last single i put out sad teenage flower was recorded i think a month before the first lockdown and i recorded it at a studio of a, but the studio was of the brother of my music teacher so it was all very like you know,
0: oh okay very, very close knit uh,
1: very at home yeah
0: yeah and that song's the, yeah the most recent one is doing very well it just came out what m- last month or march
1: i think um yeah i'm pretty sure i'm not sure but i think maybe march yeah
0: okay and tell me about that song i mean it's doing awesome on spotify it has like over hundred thousand streams
1: yeah it's pretty crazy
0: yeah talk to me about that song a little bit
1: um so it's the first song on the ep that i recorded my the first original song i ever recorded like outside of that camp that I was in, um really, yeah, and it was it was so special because it's a it's a song about like you know growing up as a misfit and growing up as like you know not part of the popular crowd mm-hmm. and by recording it and by putting it out and by making like music and making my art out of like a not so fun situation of like being not like you know. Being an outsider, mm-hmm. it's a huge, like, it's a really powerful feeling. And then for people to, like, listen to the music, and I had a lot of people message me, like, saying how they relate to it and how it made them feel and that they felt like they weren't alone. That was, like, my whole my whole point. My whole goal for the whole situation was to, like, to feel included. And the way mm-hmm. that I, I made other people feel included by listening to my music is, like, beyond what my expectations, you
0: know? Sure, sure. Is there a reason? Like, it sounds like so. That was the first song you had written out of this camp, and probably uh, the no, first song had, you had recorded.
1: First song I had recorded out of the camp. Yeah. I mean, and
0: sorry, recorded out of the camp.
1: Yeah. Was written there a reason in, why
0: you I, held it for so long? I mean, uh, just off of like linear, you know, speaking that way, like you wouldn't be like, okay, that was the first song I recorded, so I'm going to put that one out first. But is there a reason why you decided to wait and yeah. put out Manboy?
1: Well, first of all, I wasn't, like, I think we weren't going to put it out. And then we were looking at, like, the EP and the layout and, like, what songs we wanted on it. And then suddenly it fit for me. Like, Mm -hmm. I thought it would be a good fit. And I listened to it again because when I first recorded it, I didn't, like, like it. I didn't think my voice sounded good. I didn't think... I don't know i was very insecure about it and then after putting out manboy and after putting out metaphors and bird and just like all these songs that were doing well and the people were receiving and that they liked i was like okay well well maybe there's something here you know because people mm-hmm. like what i'm doing so maybe i can be a bit more vulnerable and a bit more like emotional about it you know
0: mm-hmm. is it interesting that that one lands the hardest too i mean yeah. to have that i i not that the other songs aren't vulnerable and authentic and everything else, but it's something of like, I've heard this before where it's like the one song that maybe you don't want to release, or is it too, you know, too like direct or, you know, too vulnerable ends up becoming, you know, a very successful, very successful song.
1: Yeah. Because I think even if it's like below the surface, the moment you're like, when you're at your most authentic being the most authentic that you can be, um people like feel that energy mm-hmm. and they and they hear it and they feel the authenticity and i think the song did what it was supposed to do and that's amazing
0: i completely agree with you um with that do you uh, you said you have an ep coming out when do you have a date for the, for the ep july 9th, july 9th. so coming yeah. up like a couple weeks or yeah. a week right no two weeks wow two weeks, are you excited yeah. about that are you doing any sh- uh, like a big release for that
1: uh no i i wanted to i want to get a band together and i want to perform like properly you know Mm -hmm. but i i won't be able to do it by by that date i am i'm just gonna i'm excited about putting it out um it's been so long like in the making you know we've Mm -hmm. been doing it for like two years i think we've been working on it and so much like emotion and so much stuff and i've become a totally different person by the time, like I started making it into now I started it when I was 17 and I'm 19 now.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and especially at this age, you know, you change changed so vastly in two years. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to put it out and I'm, and I'm excited for, for new stuff too.
0: You know? Right. I was going to say, do you have, you must have a bunch of new songs if you've been working yeah. on that EP for, for a couple of years now. Yeah.
1: I have a lot of stuff that I'm making a lot of stuff that I'm writing. I'm, I don't know. I'm just I'm still searching for my sound, still searching for what, you know, because the writing, I know how to write my, my emotions out and I know how to sing them. But the production wise is still a mystery to me because I'm still trying to figure that out. And I think I'm getting there. I think mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the right track, but it, it takes a long time.
0: Sure. It does. For sure. Well, I appreciate your time today. Leah, thank you so much for for doing yeah. this. Yeah. I do have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice uh, for aspiring artists. Uh,
1: well, as an aspiring artist, uh, just do what makes you happy. If, if your art makes you happy, then do it. If it doesn't, don't feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that I've struggled a lot with looking for the muse or looking for, you know, an inspiration to write a song or to paint a painting or to take a picture, whatever it is. If you're forcing it, it's not going to, it's not going to be you it's going to be like something that you had to do like homework Mm -hmm. so you need to be honest with yourself and if it's not working right now that's fine come back to it later